So you're going to lead us in a conversation of gratitude. Yeah, and you better be fucking thankful for it. Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready? And books are sexy. We are recording. Okay. We are having a very bougie podcast recording because we were able to go across the street. I know I'm in a squeaky chair today. Um, to Della VD and Beth, the proprietor, um, just set us up. She set us up. It's gorgeous. We have two bottles of like ice cold champagne. Ice cold. So we're going to drink Gustave Laurence and it's from the Alsace region of France and it is a dry champagne. It's beautiful. It has like a pink glow. Um, so if you want to pick up a bottle, she sells bottles. She also put them in ice packs in chafers so that we could like really, she knows what's important when it comes to drinking wine. So I'm going to open that, but we were also able to make ourselves, we purchased a fancy cheese board. So like we are really fancy today. So fancy. And that leads to our topic of conversation, gratitude. (laughs) Because it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) And Thanksgiving is fancy. No, mine is not going to be fancy, but I have a lot of gratitude. So I'm really grateful for Beth and all the cool people who work on Main Street because almost without exception, they're really cool and they help each other and they're nice. Like the guy who runs the um, escape room, no escape, just lent us a space heater to keep our toesies warm. Anyway, here comes the cold champagne. Doesn't matter what season, cold champagne is the right choice. Freezing cold champagne. Amanda. Yes. What are you reading these days? Ooh. Okay. So I am still reading ahead because I like have anxiety problems, which is how I I'm reading ahead too. That's fine. Go ahead. Um I'm reading an advanced reader copy of Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone. And it is really cool. Um, it is, it is, is more, it just like it's, how it sounds? it's not, it's not a thriller. It, 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 it has a mystery, but this is about a family who keeps running into some stuff. And it's not satire either. It's about like just a mess of family and people die. And it's funny, the, the, what is it called? We call it the fourth wall. Fourth wall is gone between the author and the reader. So there's a lot of conversation between author and reader. Um, there, there's a lot going on. So I'm in, I'm loving that one. Um, I need some sustained reading time. I need some time. I need that like two hour cozy in bed. Maybe it'll happen tonight. Who knows? Um, but I'm listening to the last chairlift and, um, gosh, who's our, who's our author? John Irving. Yeah. John Irving. He hasn't written anything in a while. Uh, the world according to Garp. That's one of his big ones, right? Anyway. So we see this one come out. (laughs) John, we love you. Congrats on your new book, but, oh, cheers. 
Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. The cover's weird, John. The cover's weird. weird. That's okay. saying it nicely. It is a picture of a chairlift at like s- deep sunset, like really <laughs> low sunset on a mountain. But it makes know, sense. There are a lot of people for him. John Irving is like the top notch writer. And so. I would give it Dutch House comparisons and Patchett's Dutch House. Which is a fabulous book. A boy coming of age in a really. <laughs> in a chairlift. In a chairlift. <laughs> in a dis- semi-dysfunctional family in the Northeast. Okay. They're not, like, abusive, but they got their issues, and they're all kind of just fucking each other up in subtle ways, in in all the best ways. Um, <laughs> he is, the primary character is Adam, uh, because he is the, the first and only man in his mom's life. He was a child out of wedlock. Nobody knows who his father is, and she is a ski bum. She is in the ski mountain world. She lives on the mountains during the ski season. Uh, she teaches lessons. <laughs> so anyway, he his mom is really strange. Um, her sexual interests are very like like mysterious. <laughs> she does the, not the metronet guy's gonna think you're weird she likes small men oh she likes small men she kind of has a mrs robinson thing going on like she likes small men who look very young and also maybe she maybe she's bi because there are some questions about her and her I she also like small dicks maybe but small men small men who look very young she likes them but she's never been married never like really outwardly talked about her dating life he's always been you know the child who's left at home with the weird grandparents during (laughs) ski season the mom always lives with the jock ladies is what he calls them is like a bunch of women who live in a dormitory who run the ski the ski schools um so they're all very like it's obvi- it goes without saying that many of them are lesbians. Um, his aunt, okay, so he's very intertwined with the family. Um, he has an two aunts who are his mother's sister. His mother goes by Little Ray. She was the mistake child. The two <laughs> older sisters give her hell to no end. Which one of your kids was the mistake child? I can't talk about that on the <laughs> podcast. Um, but I always was going to have four children. What was your mistake child? None. Okay. They were all intentional. Mine are all intentional too. I just didn't always get the timing right. Yeah, back to the story. Ants, skiing. It's super men, it's ski chairlift. ski world, interesting sexual history interesting has like, all the elements it's really and it's well written story. it's really well written and i'm enjoying it quite a lot it's um but it is a brick it is super thick we have it in the the it, 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 so read it during the winter you know it's about ski season and his family's all obsessed with skiing and read the, it while you're on a chairlift and holding it in front of you and it will be really weird and then you never get off the chairlift and you're like oh sorry next round <laughs> i'm reading I'm reading, um, if you're going, if you have to go like take your kids to seven Oaks or whatever this winter and you don't want to go out and be cold, go in like the snow hut and read 
the last chair like, left. I'm participating in skiing in my own way. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's what I'm reading. I'm reading an advanced copy about people killing each other and their family. And then the last <laughs> chair left, which is also very delightful and will take a long time to read. And there are so many other books that I just like... I'm so excited to read. I'm also reading an advanced reader copy of a middle grade book that I think is going to be really exceptional called Once There Was. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's kind of got that like, you didn't know you had magical powers, but it's related to like veterinary care of magical animals that we don't really know exist, but do exist like unicorns and griffins, mm -hmm. but also the tragic loss of parents. Unicorns don't but narwhals do. Yeah. Um, what are you reading, Ellen? Not as much as you. Um, I am reading an advanced reader copy of a, hold on, I gotta look at my phone. I know the name. Ellen, what's your favorite color? Pink. Okay. I'm do you know my favorite color? Orange. I love you. <laughs> I am reading Venco oh, by Sherry Dimmelang, I think mm -hmm. is how you say it. Mm -hmm. And it is so good. It's Venco is a play on the word coven. And Venco is a company that puts powerful women in powerful positions. Mm -hmm. And because the world is so fucked over by men, there is this sort of prophecy that, that over the, the centuries that this coven will form of seven witches and they will bring down the patriarchy, essentially. Woo! So sounds six, like the power. Six of the seven witches have been found. Been found, and the seventh is missing. They don't know who it is, and they're like the the clock is ticking. They got like a couple of weeks to pull this coven together, and so the main character, the sixth witch, Lucky St. James, is pulled into this coven, and she's kind of sent off to try to find the seventh. Oh, and she's so got cool. her grandma in tow. Mm -hmm. um, is her grandma funny? Her grandma's super funny. And the book's hilarious. And even though it's witches, there's not really much magic in it. Um, but I am thoroughly enjoying it. It's okay. one, one of the best reads I've, I've had in a while. So anticipate that coming out next year. And you may have special access to it through us. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's what we're reading. But we need to talk about gratitude. I already talked about Beth and Main Street Mavens. I love the women of downtown. There are so many female-owned businesses. Men are okay, too. But we especially <laughs> love our women, uh, business women, um, who give us ice-cold champagne and delicious um, food. This is the only temperature champagne should be served yes. at. Okay, so let's talk about gratitude. What do you have? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Tell me about well, it. Well, I think that we should talk about ways that we are thankful for bookish things in our okay. lives. We're going to discuss bookish gratitude today okay. because it is Thanksgiving week mm -hmm. and we like books. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense. So, so you want to start? I think you should start since it was your idea. But I have so much gratitude to share. I can barely keep my mouth shut. Well, I have some like general prompts. Okay. Okay. So what is a book that you have read in the last year that you are thankful for? Hmm. Lessons in chemistry. 
just because it brought me so much joy. And I got to dress up as Elizabeth Zott with my dog, 630. And Elizabeth Zott saw it and liked it. And that was a highlight for me. And then Kevin Wilson having a book out, which was our November pick. That's a total Oprah moment. Um, Now is not the time to panic. It was just everything. Like, thank you, Kevin, for writing your interesting, quirky books because I needed it. I needed your humor. I needed your heart. Thank you. I'm glad I had it this year. I really want to dump out. Sorry for the crinkles. Okay, done. Chocolate covered gummy bears. We're excited and loving and grateful for those. They come next door from oh, yeah. Marmalade so Moon. Chocolate covered gummy bears. Thank you for carrying them, Graham. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, a book I am thankful I read was Sea of Tranquility by mm-hmm. Emily St. John Mandel. I thought it was a beautiful and like affirming and very human moving book about connection in difficult times. I think it's so interesting that we have this Venn diagram of books that we enjoy that like almost 99% overlap. But I read the book. I thought it was good, but I wouldn't list it as the book I was grateful for. And so that makes me curious about you. I would... (laughs) I would say that I'm grateful for a number of books. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was necessarily my favorite book of the year, but it was a book that moved me. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I also really enjoyed The Firekeeper's Daughter. Oh, yeah, cool. And I was thankful for that book, too, because I don't normally love young adult literature. I thought it was so fantastic. I think, like, every teenager should read it. It's going to be a TV show. I'll totally watch it. Um, It's an indigenous... It's an indigenous author. It's about an indigenous protagonist. Sorry, Rachel. Um, But it's, like... I I just want to say, I just got my favorite combo. Chocolate-covered gummy bear with a pineapple gummy bear inside. Okay, let's move on. Oh, my God. Better take a sip of... Gratitude. Gratitude. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I talking Oh, yeah, Firekeeper's Daughter. Yep. One of the things I thought was so cool about it was that a lot of times when I read stories that take, places on, take place on a reservation or something like that, it's very much like about the oppression that indigenous yeah. people endure, which is 100% a thing. This one taught so was such a celebration of culture of her tribal culture mm-hmm. and how you know despite all of the the hardships and oppression they have endured, um, what a beautiful and thriving culture it is. Um, I don't know. I just loved that book. I think it will stick with me for a long time. Cool. I got mm, thirty pages in for a book club on that one. And I had to pause because I felt like I had some responsibilities. Um, and I, I really want to come back to it. My daughter read it. It's a, it should be required literature in high school. Like I think it's an excellent, excellent example of a way to read an own voices indigenous story. Oh, yeah. If I were still teaching, re- I would totally be wanting to use this book. Yep. 
Okay. Tell me about another reader in your life that you are thankful for. Mm-hmm. So, my children, them reading, like, will make me cry. So, they all do it in different ways. Um, Eloise, my oldest, will, she's just an innate reader. Like, she is a bookworm. She's the heir to the leper family reading throne. Um, <laughs> she'll read everything. Um, Charlotte, like, will, like, twice a year report back to me, and she'll be like, I read this book. And, like, what a gift that is to me because she does not want to identify as being just like me. She wants to be her. And that's totally cool. But, like, when she'll tell me I read this book, I finished this book in school, and, like, she's proud of it. And she, it's a gift she's giving me by telling me she read a book. And then Flora is one of those kids who, like, just literally gets lost. And she has this way of crossing her one leg over the other, leaning <laughs> over her book, she was doing it the other night. She had to come along to dog class for her older sister. And I said, bring a book. Because like all kids, she could get zoned out on a device or a TV for hours, like hours. But if I like shut that down, like, and I give her a book, she just like crossed her, crossed her little leg over the other little Miss Professor, <laughs> put her head down, and she read the whole class. And just watching her, that's what makes me cry. And then Margo, my youngest, will it, she realizes it's a love language thing that we have between us, and that she knows by asking me, "Will you read to me? Can I come lay in bed with you and read?" That it's like she's she's making this like a little adult connection to me. I mean, like, look at me trying to invest in our relationship together. <laughs> and like, I know that this is something you can be proud of, like being a reader and oh, I want that book from your store, that kind of thing. So those are those are mine. Who uh, what other reader in your life are you grateful for? Hmm. I'm grateful for a lot of readers. Um. Yeah, my parents, you know, they're both big readers. They read all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they're always talking to me about what they're reading. That's really cool. Um, yeah. My Have dad, they read anything good recently? Um, my dad is reading Crooked Hallelujah, which is a book I bought at Noon Palace and have not read yet. But he was downtown for a dentist appointment yesterday morning, so he just stopped I by saw the him store in. afterwards I saw him in. to have a copy and scone with me, and he was telling me about books that he was reading. And so I just enjoy that. Books are always a, a way you can connect with people, you know? Right? I love talking. That's, like, my favorite thing about our team of booksellers is that these are people who, like, it's when, it's that whole idea of when you find your tribe, the people who will geek out about the same things you're willing to geek out about, who will get all like jazzed up about like, okay, oh yeah. you know, <laughs> like when I come in and I say like, have you read anything good? And they like that legitimately gets them jazzed up. Or did you hear this book is coming out or have you read this? And oh, you finally read it. What did you think? Yeah. Like that tribe of people who are just obsessed with books that we were able to collect them into our dog-eared family. And we get to hang out with them every day. I know. It's the shit. More champagne. Let's cry about it. (laughs) Um, Maybe something we're thankful for, that we have people who 
our regulars who know us, who yeah. have made us a part of their lives. That was the one thing I just, I didn't realize I was going to like create a family and like have friends. I mean, I have friends to be clear and selective. Funny because you told me yesterday I didn't have friends. It was, uh, I, I was, you had not, you hadn't had enough Ellen in a while and I had to fill in as the bully <laughs> mom for a little bit. <laughs> You didn't have me around to beat you up. No. But. Um, I take care of you when you need taken care of. So, like, I'm not, I, I didn't go like into to. book selling thinking I'm going to make friends. And, like, the, the love I have for our booksellers is so strong. I always call them, um, what do I call them? Sister daughters, um, brother sons. Yeah. whatever mommy dads um because like amy and chad like i can't really think of them as older than us but they are by like a decade about but they're so youthful and fit god damn them um but i'm so yeah. grateful for that and these these people that have become our friends in this store like i never would have anticipated that i'm so grateful for it like i i have these special people i got to know that are Book people are the best people. Can't yeah. say it enough times. So that kind of ties in with my next question, which is how has the bookstore enriched our lives this year? Hmm. I would say, like, for me, the first year was so, I mean, it was all the firsts. Mm -hmm. And so everything was new. And now we're in our second year and we're more established. And... I think for me, it's been a real joy. Like, I feel established, but new people are discovering the store all the time. Mm -hmm. And those connections continue to build, and we keep forming new ones. And it just, one of the things I loved about teaching was the connection piece of it. Mm -hmm. You always, like, find connections. Mm -hmm. And that's... And you get new connections every year with every right, class. Exactly. And then you get to watch people move on that stay connected or don't. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, that's a piece of my life that will be missing now. And it's not really the case. Like, I still have that in the bookstore. Like, I was just thinking about Jeffrey Wheatley, one of our first customers, continues to support us, is always willing to be in a TikTok, has a bushier beard these days. I almost didn't recognize him. He gave us a little shout out on social media. I was like, I have a Jeffrey Lee Wheatley in my life. Like that little, <laughs> that little joy of knowing who that person is. Um, well, and people that we've lived in the same town with for years and years and years. Yeah. That now we get to know. And it's, or it's like, cool. because we're in a retail location, we're accessible. Like before, you know, I was a stay at home <laughs> mom. In my little world, you know, in my little mom world, I had some great mom friends, but like all of these people that we've known through all our stages of life, you know, for me, it's birth on for you. It's like fourth grade on third grade on. Oh what yeah. Was it? Like people will come the other day, someone came in and I was like, you know, checking her out at the counter and she was like, I, I actually remember you from when you were little. And I said, oh yeah, really? <laughs> Cause I had no idea who she was. And she said, yeah, the guy who built your parents' house in the 90s uh -huh. built our house. And we went and looked at your house after you had just moved in because he wanted to show us that house. Aww. And we chose to build the same house. <laughs> <laughs> and you were there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had not – I would never know that, you know. 
The woman um, who moved into my childhood house has come in multiple times to our store and just has this like extra level of connection. Yeah. Or when really cool like, person. I know your dad. I know your mom. Mm-hmm. I know your brother. <laughs> um, that's why we have this sticker in our store. It's like there's always an Iowa connection. There's always an Iowa connection. There's always a names connection. There is. Um, but yeah, I think that those connections have been the most rewarding part for me. Yes. But yeah, you're right. To Because we both grew up here, we've been, you know, you get to, it's just neat. Yeah. Um, and then I think for me too, like, you know, for example, as we were recording this podcast, we had a regular customer walk by. She saw, she saw a dog bed. She, she saw like, a dog what? bed and stuffed dogs. And she just walked and she right was in like, and talked to us. And you know what's so cool is we have we have a number of people who, for them, our store is like their hangout spot. It's where it's where they feel at home. They come. They um, they chat with us. They usually have like some sort of regular routine where it's like. You know, Paula gets her bottle of wine yep. and reads her books. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what it would be. I always said that if someone else opened a bookstore before we got a chance to do it, then I could, I couldn't have, I, it would have killed me. Like I would have died. <laughs> I would have hated it because I wanted it so badly. I wanted to make it so badly. But like, if I was moving to this town, this would be my hangout place. It would be my routine. Yeah. It'd be like date you night know, there are like, at the bookstore. There have been people who have told me, like, thank God for your store. Like, this is the this is the thing I love about this town. Um, or this is where I feel like the most at home. And thank I think you. that's so amazing. That's so cool. And I told I we just hired a few booksellers and I told them in their training, I said, you know, there are gonna be people who come in here and this is like not just a store for them. This mm-hmm. is like their place and they're going to consider you their friend yep and they're gonna and honor that and you're exactly like you're gonna form those connections and um it's it's just cool yeah that's really cool rachel what are you thankful for oh yeah because we're really thankful for you it's my mentorship yeah we're really grateful for you we are grateful for rachel wait what do you like so like Bookish related. Specifically, what am I grateful for with you? No, no, no. You asked me. Yeah, in the bookish world. Yes. Like in your reading life, in your dog-eared books life, in your what have I read? Well, I'm personally just always grateful that there's a book out there for me to pick up. Because like it's just been my saving grace since I was a little kid. And um it's just like yeah, if you're a reader, you'll never be bored, you know? Well, and it's, I don't There's even know if it's... something to look forward to. I don't even know if it's that. So, like, ever since I was little, I always said I wanted to help be part of the book world in any way possible. Like, I never considered myself, like, a writer. I'm not good at writing. So, like, I never thought of myself in that position. But I just always wanted to be part of this world because it was, like, I was so love. grateful to what books have done for me. And even at, like, such a young age that I wanted to do something back for that you know Mm -hmm. I don't know but yeah cool thanks Rachel so if you can't relate to any of that gratitude you're on the wrong podcast yeah but we'd love to convert you and we would love to hear from you like what what bookish things are you thankful for yeah Uh, what What books what readers what rituals what podcasters what authors what routines 
I'm I'm very much becoming a little bit of a ritualistic person. We have Oakley and Candle down the way. That's on my to-do list. We got to go get some candles. Oh, we should go down there because I need to buy a new. Uh, my favorite candle that I have from them is like j- gone. What is, which one is it? It's rosemary and bay leaf. Okay. That you can smell well it. because I have a jar and I need to return back. So. And I would request Mountain House. So the whole idea of I rinse off in my shower and I get like nice and toasty warm. And then I put on my pajamas and I get in my bed and I don't have overhead lighting on. I have a lamp and then I light exactly. my candle. Fuck overhead lighting. Yeah. That's not cool. Nope. I light my lamp. Someday I might be like really old and not be able to read. And, um, you know, then I'll be like my mom and I have to have Kindle on 250 font size, <laughs> but I will light my legal, my little Oak Lane candle until I can't keep my eyes open, and then I'll blow up my candle. Remember to trim your wick, girls. That's what she says. Stacy, trim your wick. Trim your wick. Um, okay. Yeah, snapping works Will you too. Look at these. Which one was it that you wanted? Like, what are these that charge your uh-huh. ones? Like, I, I don't like those bendy ones. Uh-huh. I like ones like that, okay. or like that. And they have to have a cord that thing. goes into the USB. Yeah. I don't care which one. Okay. I will, and then do you want me to get a candle trimmer? Or get the trimmer? We should buy it from Stacey. Okay. Because she has them. Okay. And how about you guys go get your candles, and I'll stay here and deal with the Metronet people. Because okay. her car's near. Yeah. Get Mountain House and your Rosemary whatever. Can I get and, that it, one too? and you can. And get a trimmer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of ritualistic. I, I always read at bedtime. I also don't like overhead lighting, mm-hmm. but this new house that I'm in has a fireplace and we have not, we have not lit a fire yet. Cause Tyler's been out of town, but like, our, is it wood burning? It's wood burning. And our plan is in that room, like to just have like a chair for him and a chair for me. <laughs> I love it. And he'll sit there and smoke his pipe and mm-hmm. I'll sit in my chair. And read books. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't... Will he stroke his beard? Probably. Wow, smoking spider. Probably. I feel like he should wear a velvet robe, but I don't know that he will. Yeah. But... You <laughs> Get know, it for I Christmas. I don't really want him smoking the pipe in the house, but, it, you know, love languages. Yeah. Right? Um, I think it's hilarious that he smokes a pipe. <laughs> oh, my God. When we were in Nashville, there was a dude that we met who was so Southern. So Southern. What was the store called? Landmark Booksellers, Landmark the guy owns it. He was smoking his pipe and blowing the weeds. No, the leaves. <laughs> and and he had a hip full. Watering the plants. He was very careful. He told us all about how he keeps his mums alive. He had the quintessential Southern accent. He had a leather hip holster for his belt. Does your husband wear a belt? No. <laughs> oh, he doesn't? Austin's like obsessed with his belt. Oh, I mean, he wears one to work. Right. So if he's wearing like, jeans? No. Oh. Well, get him a crossbody. You know, all the girls are wearing the Lululemons. Get him a crossbody leather holster for his pipe. No, we're not doing that. He doesn't need that kind of encouragement. <laughs> That's a I want to see it happen. Just my own fantasy. He's got a, co- a pretty good pipe and tobacco collection. Okay. So, but I'm, I don't have my chair, my new chair yet. We have to pick them out. But I'm like, oh, that'll you be You need good. to read a chair for my mother. Am I like so old now that I'm like, 
I can't wait to have a chair where I can That's sit not old. my book. That's not old. <laughs> that is a that is a book lover thing. It, you could be you could be 19 years old yeah. and think I need my book reading chair. Yeah, I think we'll each pick out the chair that most speaks to. That'll be hilarious. His, uh, his chair, her chair. <laughs> Um, and, and you could have like a little hand embroidered, you know how they make those little like chair things that like go over the headrest of the chair. Oh. It's like a, it's like a protector and it can he say his and hers. He would hate that. I would love that. Okay. I like making things happen in other people's families that they didn't really want to have happen. Like so, dogs. Yeah. So I could work on that for you. Uh, any other gratitudes you want to talk about? No, that's the only that's the only shit I'm thankful for. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not the election results. But, but Jake Chapman went down. Book he went down. Banners go down. Book banners go down. Yeah. Bye, Jake Chapman. Peace out, bitch. Kiss my butt. <laughs> no more book banning. I mean, it's still happening hashtag every day. Blessed. <laughs> yeah, hashtag blessed. I'm grateful for that. Um, but what's popping in new releases and in our store? Okay. So not a lot out this week. Um, but we do have one called none of this would have happened if Prince were alive. I think this is, we've had a great title. It's, it's such a, a good, and, and it is kind of sad to think about these icons if they yeah. were alive. Well, and it's, so it's about this woman, Ramona, who has, she's a mom, she's got a toddler and it, the book spans like two days or something. It's like okay. a short time frame. And her, she has just found out that her husband has cheated on her. Ugh. And there's also like a category four hurricane bearing down. And so she's evacuating. Where's she living? I think probably for No, Savannah. Savannah. Okay. I think she's okay. in Savannah. Because I think of Prince and I think of Minnesota. I'm like, okay. No, but so okay. she's like basically trying to evacuate with her toddler and... You know, her husband's trying, kind of trying to win her back. Um, but she's thinking a lot about, like, when she was young and she was, like, obsessed with Prince and, like, her young, carefree uh-huh. days. Like, how did I get to this point? How did I lose that, which um, allowed me to get but, in this position? Yeah. So that that one looks good. Heartstopper Yearbook. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is, like, just exclusive content by Alice Oseman. So additional pictures, writings, and things like that dealing with the Heartstopper series. Mm-hmm. Reckless Girls by Rachel mm-hmm. Hawkins is out in paperback this week. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, mystery, island, sexy girls. That's my synopsis. <laughs> the general psychological thriller and if you yeah, love Rachel Hawkins. I think it's a little bit of like a closed room, like uh-huh. Agatha, whodunit, Agatha Christie type of vibe. Right. Um, it was the narwhal. It was the fucking narwhal. And it was an accident. Um, <laughs> we have Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, which is adapted for oh, yeah. young readers mm-hmm. or for young adults. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to be awesome. I loved Cast. I thought it was such a thought-provoking read mm-hmm. um so that's out for young adults so if you have a middle schooler or high school in your life i think this is a great book it's about it's basically about hierarchies and societies and she really explores this in terms of like race and class and those hierarchies um but her it's really an explanation of like why do people 
you know, we see this all the time where people will vote against their own interests. Like, why do people right. do things that, like, actively don't help them? And she posits that it's because maintaining one's place in the hierarchy, like, not losing ground in the hierarchy is the driving force behind all of that. So, That's like, I will shoot myself in the foot if I can maintain or climb the hierarchy. Yep. I would rather do that than lose ground within the hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and then we have a cool board book called DJ Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be on my best uh, board books yeah, of the tell year. tell us about it. It's, it's really cute. I mean, it's just for the people who like love the music and love the groove. It has this fan, it has this fantastic like spinner, like two wheel. It has the two, the two like records like that someone would mix. So let your baby mix. If you're into vinyl. Should I pull up this, my um, video of my son beatboxing? Yeah, let's, let's play that. Cause I don't think I told Rachel. Cause he needed up. this as a baby. He needed this as a it, baby. It has two little vinyls that you can like mix. You can just, and it, it talks all about music. It's for the, the music lovers. So I just think it's particularly uh, an innovative board book. It's a fun topic. It's for, we're beyond millennials now, but whatever the current kids are calling themselves who are producing Spawn, they're going <laughs> to want this baby book. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. Here's young Holden. He's in Christmas pajama pants and a wife beater. <laughs> that video that I took of him was actually like, I didn't get him in his like super full elegant. zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I started recording after we had really gone there. Just so you know, Ellen's kids are the most hilarious, intelligent, wild children you've ever met. <laughs> They're really they cool. They on trees in public. They're, they're you have feral. two boys. They're you have feral. two boys, but they're also wild and cool and fun and empathetic and fun to talk to. So, hey, and they can beat bucks. Do we have anything happening at the store this week? Besides, we're closed on Thursday because we're all going to stuff our faces. I'm not doing turkey. My kids. You're not doing turkey? Nope. Why the fuck not? Because I am going off the rails. I am disillusioned <laughs> with family because people have and turkey and turkey. And so we are going to do our own things. We are having monkey bread for breakfast. Mm. We are watching the parade while working on our Christmas list. We are creating Christmas light arches over the driveway. We are cutting down our tree. We've asked everyone what they want. Eloise wants to make a chocolate cake. And this is my favorite thing because we're coming back to the chocolate cake. Charlotte's making cheesy potatoes. They do not want turkey. They want ribs. So we are eating pig. Um, what else are we doing? I'm doing a puzzle. And then we are going to have, because I have always wanted to celebrate Gilda Boca Flood, the Icelandic tradition of eating or drinking chocolate in front of the fire for hours and, and reading books for hours and hours and hours before you fall asleep on I Christmas mean, Eve. Yes, please. Yeah, I know, but our society has not set us up to be able to for do that. For chocolate 
fireside book consuming success. No, they not have not. That. They have not. Other things have taken priority. We're going to create a better world for our kids. Yeah. Ugh, I can't. It's empty. Fine. Open the other bottle. I will. But I am having Yolo Boca Flood on Thanksgiving. So we're going to have this whole long day and then everyone's going to get their book and it's going to be the start of the Christmas season. And they are going, whether they like it or not, they're going to sit in front of the fire. You're going to eat chocolate and you're going to read, damn it. And you are not moving until you've read so long, you fall asleep and then you may go to bed. And that is the great dream of Thanksgiving when we will be closed as a store (laughs) um, for what I would like to do. But uh, we will be open on Black Friday. Okay. Yeah. So here's what we have. Yeah. We have story hour tomorrow. Yep. But I will not be doing it. Someone from staff will be doing it because I will be on Iowa Public Radio and I'm going to be talking. So we're canceling. No, we're not. Someone's going to read it. I will have Emily, the delightful preschool (laughs) teacher, come and do story time because I have a nice, strong following of kids who are so much fun. They can pull down fake lovey from the shelf to do um, story time. But we will have story time, but I will be on Iowa Public Radio at 10 a.m. with Charity Nevy talking about the best children's books of the year. You will be, and you're so good at it. I really love it. Okay, so that is Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday is, we're not doing anything, but it is Black Friday. But the real day to mark on your calendar is Saturday, which is Small Woo! Business Saturday. Small Business Saturday. Woo! So, um, oh, also on Black Friday, are we wearing pajamas? We did last year. It's optional. It's not required. Some people feel uncomfortable wearing their pajamas all day long. I don't. Some of us don't. You and I did. It can be our tradition. I wore an eye mask on my head so people could kind of like understand why I was dressed the way I was. (laughs) Um, I also wore slippers. So it is an optional dress pajama Black Friday because you really should be shop smalling on Friday as well. Yes, you should. but Shop Small Saturday is going to be killer. So let's talk about yeah. what we're doing. So we're going to do something similar to what we did last year, which is for every purchase, you'll get a sticker. Mm-hmm. If you spend $100, you get a free Dog Eared Books pint glass. If you spend $200, you get a tote. And these are like high quality totes. Yeah, and we have new ones in. They are arriving today. There are greetings from Ames Love Dogyard Books, like kind and of pu- a retro post- value. So yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but we will have like the best books of the year. Our we have best ornaments, have stocking stuffers. Staff that day to help you find the perfect gift. Um, so come in. It's going to be a great day. Yep, and Lovey will be there. And if you don't come and shop small with us, she will cry. Also on Small Business Saturday at 4 o'clock, we have the Good Trouble Book Club in the loft. And at 7 o'clock, we have the Between the Covers Book Club in the loft. And then on Monday, the 28th, we have Women from Other Worlds Book Club. So we just keep rolling. We keep rolling. We just keep rolling. The good. Hey, that leads to our tagline. Keep the, the champagne, champagne flowing and the books, books going. going. Hashtag blessed. Blessed. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, 
because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep, and if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. (laughs) 